Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Our show answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory-Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle in Princeton, New Jersey, a wealth management firm. And I'm pleased here today to be with Kathy LeBou. Kathy and I have um, been friends for several years, and we actually met at a women's networking event in New York City. We laugh because it was all of your peers, so in some in some circles, they may call it competitors. I think in a women's circle, we call it peers. And we were introduced by another advisor, uh, an acquaintance of both of ours, who has a firm similar to what Kathy is running and what I am running, um, up in way up in New York State, and she said, you two should meet. We sat for lunch, and did you ever sit with someone and just think, wow, I really like this person, and we bonded. After lunch, Kathy asked to meet for lunch, and we did. Here we are, what some would call us competitors, we call ourselves peers. But after that first lunch, we knew that the firm's vision of Faith Family Firm was a synergy, and we wanted to work together. Kathy joined our firm, and shortly after joining our firm, actually was we were thrilled to have a ribbon-cutting ceremony down in Freehold, New Jersey, and she opened her own beautiful office, which we as women will appreciate. It, it, it It's all about her. When you walk in that office, you can feel Kathy. You can see Kathy. Um, it was it was probably the the goal she had had for many years to own her own entity. And she is a part of Glen Eagle, so Kathy runs Glen Eagle of Freehold. And um, I can't tell you as the CEO of the firm, I can't be more thrilled to have her. But the reason I asked Kathy to come here today is not about us. It's about... So many times families may need to adjust, adjust to traditional expectations that allow them to be a healthier family and to develop. You know, when mothers are trying to do laundry and work and cook and clean, that division of labor sometimes became, becomes almost a negotiation or sometimes a tension within families. There's a Pew Research Center study that says there's an increasingly share of professional women who are really confronting this in, in, in like in, sort of like a push-and-pull type of work and family. And the finding they're signaling that the country is moving past the traditional ideas of gender roles and trying to embrace what today's young women need to address and think about in raising a family. And when I think of Kathy, I can't think of anyone more qualified to talk to women that are going through that today, young women or women that are, are juggling with that. Um, Kathy, welcome. Welcome to the, our show today. Thank you very much, Susan. Um, I, I really want to ask you if you would just take us on a journey um, of your earlier career. You have such a stellar career, and um, you have such a beautiful family and a wonderful husband. Um, so many in the community admire all of you. But it wasn't always um, as traditional, and, and you, you were kind of cutting edge. I always think of you as bold. You, you took upon yourself before it was the, quote, in thing to do. So maybe you could share so that if other people are going through that, they might even want to reach out and talk to you about your journey. Okay, let me just start by saying thank you so much for having me today. And I've been managing money for over 35 years. And I was with many different investment advisory firms, banks, insurance companies. But Faith Family Firm is really very important to me and my family. And and I saw that clearly with Susan um, when I met her. And so I'll take you on my journey. My husband and I have been married for 32 years. 
We dated for a long time. I won't even tell you how long, but we dated for a long time. So we've been together very, as long as I can imagine. Um, we, we started out when we got married in 1986, planned on having a family at some point, and we both had careers. He worked on Wall Street, I worked on Wall Street. And we never really talked about who would be staying home, but we always thought about one of us would stay home and raise the children. You know, 28 years later, we never thought it was going to be him, but let me just share with you how it happened. I loved my job. He worked on Wall Street. The weekend would come, and he'd be sick. He'd have migraines and really just not feeling well. And as a young family, we had a son. Um, Our first son, we have three, but our first son, Dad would be in bed all weekend, and, and my son, Sean, and I would, you know, just be together. Well, that didn't seem to work, and so we had to make a decision. I was home for six months with Sean when he was born, and we made a decision that as long as he would cook, clean, take Sean to the Y, swim classes, and all the things that someone would do when they stay home, as long as he would do that, the the job could be his. And so we decided that we would do a role reversal. And at the time, it was definitely not in vogue. It was almost suicidal to some. And what we what we thought is that as long as we're a good team, it didn't matter. I loved my job. I loved focusing on my clients. My commute every day was four hours a day. I don't know if any of you out there um, are doing that or trying to manage it, but it's quite challenging. And so having my husband at home, cooking, cleaning, and taking care of my my son, Sean, was a breath of fresh air. It gave me total peace to know when I left on the bus at 6 in the morning and got home anywhere between 7 and 11 at night that he was with his father. And it worked out really great because as I continued to have children over the next few years, I had three boys, and so I think God just gave me three boys because they knew their father would be better with with boys. So the challenges were not within our home. We worked as a team. We each gave 110%. The challenges really were on or were from the outside, and people couldn't imagine how I would go to work and leave my husband home. Well, it proved to be something very, very wonderful kind of bloomed from that. My my husband, who used to do construction work and building, ended up being the, the honeydew of the neighborhood. And he loves that still. I've seen some of his work. It's absolutely beautiful. So tell us what happened. How did that go? Well, you'll have to stop by my office one day. I know mm-hmm. you've seen it, but anybody out there listening could stop by my office. I have a penny table, and my husband, you know, many, many hours of putting this 8,000 penny table together for the office because every penny counts so he's not just a wonderful father a great husband but also um, a handyman and so you you definitely want him around well tell him how you had to handle that handyman session when you were younger with all the neighbors okay so what happened was as i started to have more children i ended up with three boys as i said before and my children were in school and they would have play dates, and Tony would take them to the play dates. 
And all of a sudden, you know, if a mom was having a problem with a leaky toilet or you know, sheetrock or, or redoing her kitchen <laughs> or redoing her kitchen, well, my husband would go over and he would, you know, do the handy stuff and the mom would always watch the kids and they would play outside and, and have a great time. And so what we found is that he, um, <laughs> it was kind of funny, the wife would put the honeydew list on the refrigerator and it wasn't her honey, it was my honey. Um, <laughs> and so all of a sudden he had this honeydew list and then the husbands realized, well, who is this honeydew list for? They thought it was for them. Well, in fact, it was for my honey. It was for Tony. Now the husbands started to add on to the list, and it became <laughs> quite lucrative for everybody. It was a win-win. He absolutely enjoyed doing the work. What was really quite funny is that one of my friends at one point said to me, your husband is in a different driveway and a different at a different house every day. <laughs> And so it just didn't look right. But what we did is I ended up having to have a cocktail party and inviting all the honeys and their wives, the honeydews and their wives over to my house to introduce all the men to me. So they knew that, that I was the other half of Tony. And so all of those friends actually are still friends. Um, many of them are clients because they understood that our focus was family, our focus was our faith, and how do we help um, as many people as we possibly can. And so if you're out there and you're thinking about how do you manage your life, look within, look within your heart, look within yourself. It might not seem as though it should be in vogue. You know, I have a very modest house. I, we live a very wonderful life. Every once in a while, my husband will say, when am I going to buy him the house on the hill? And I tell him never. Um, <laughs> and that that's because, you know, when we're surrounded by things, sometimes life becomes so much more complicated. And so for us, it was, you know, how do we get from point A to B with a happy life, a happy wife, a happy husband, and, and children who know that they're loved, you know, it's not all about the latest gadget. It's not all about having, you know, 5,000 channels on your, on your cable TV. It's really about going back to basics. That, and that's why Glenn Eagle really hit a note for me, the Faith Family Firm. Faith is because I know that God or someone much, much bigger than me makes the sun come up and makes the moon come come out every night. And so I needed to be in a place where it was not only supported by the faith, the full-fledged faith, but also by the acknowledgement of women are really important in this world. And it doesn't matter that if, if it's the wife or the husband taking care of the children and making the housework. It doesn't matter as long as your hearts are on the same page. And so I encourage young women, women my age, I'm in my 50s, and if it's not working, sometimes corporate America, I got a wonderful, wonderful start in corporate America. I learned so much. But at the end of the day, I kind of marched to my own beat. And I think there's a lot of women out there who do that as well. And so you need to shine. You need to feel good about your decisions. And, you know, having wealth is, it's not the most important thing in the world. You do need money, but there's so many other things that are, are so more, so, so much more important. Kathy, thank you so much. You are like, um, 
so passionate about yourself and your family. Your, and I think that comes through with your clients and the relationships you have with your clients. What an amazing journey. I, when I, when I use the word bold, I think that you are so, so bold and so, um, giving to come out and, and to do that and to say what works for us as a family. Thank you so much for joining us and thanks to you, our listeners, for tuning in. Um, to Women's Wealth the Middle Way, make sure that you follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, womensradio.com for new episodes every other Wednesday. I'll be back in two weeks. See you then.